Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Behind Closed Doors. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about understanding relationship abuse. To understand relationship abuse, we must recognize that it is more than just physical violence. Domestic violence can happen in different ways, so it's important to understand the behaviors that define it. Ending the harm and stigma of domestic violence requires a lot of understanding of what abuse is, as well as examples of healthy relationships. This can help you make the best decision for yourself or for a loved one. Domestic violence doesn't discriminate. People of any race, age, gender, sexuality, religion, education level, or economic status can be a victim of domestic violence. That includes behaviors that physically harm, intimidate, manipulate, or control a partner or otherwise force them to behave in ways they don't want to. This can happen through physical violence, threats, emotional abuse, or financial control. Multiple forms of abuse are usually present at the same time in abusive situation, and it's essential to understand how these behaviors interact so you know what to look for. When we understand what relationship abuse looks like and means, we can take those steps to get help for ourselves as well as better support others who are experiencing the abuse. Now, I myself am a survivor of domestic violence abuse. So I am advocating and I am speaking to help others that have been in or are in situations that I have suffered with for the 20 years that I was put in the abusive situations. Physical abuse. Now, physical abuse is any intentional act causing injury, trauma, bodily harm, or other physical suffering to another person. Physical abuse is a type of abuse that involves a physical violence such as hitting, kicking, pushing, biting, choking, throwing objects, or using weapons. Physical abuse also includes using restraints or confinement, such as tying someone up, locking them in a room, or restraining them with drugs or alcohol. Physical abuse can also include withholding basic needs, such as food, clothing, or medical care. In addition to the physical injuries caused by physical abuse, it can also lead to psychological trauma, such as fear, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, or like in my case, complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, later on, I'm going to explain the differences between the two of those, but right now, that's not part of this episode. It'll be a different episode. Physical abuse can occur in any relationship, including those between family members, partners, and caregivers. Physical abuse can have long-term physical, psychological, and social consequences and can even be fatal 
for the victim of physical abuse. Now, physical abuse is a crime and should be reported to the proper authorities. It is important to remember that any kind of physical violence is unacceptable and should not be tolerated. I don't know how to stress this enough. There are so many people out there that are victims of domestic violence abuse, and they're so afraid to come forward and tell somebody about the abuse that they're getting. And I was one of those people. I spent 20 years of my life being abused and not once did I go to the authorities because of the abuse. And that was because I was afraid. I was afraid that if I went to the authorities and my abuser found out, which likely they would because the police would come and talk to them, that if they didn't end up in jail, oh boy, they would let me have it. And if they did end up in jail, I'm sure when they got out, they would let me have it. No order of protection, restraining order, whatever, will keep an abuser away from their victim. Psychological abuse, often called emotional abuse, is a form of abuse characterized by a person subjecting or exposing another person to a behavior that may result in psychological trauma, including anxiety, chronic depression, or post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, emotional abuse can take several forms. Three general patterns of abusive behavior include aggressing, denying, and minimizing. Withholding is another form of denying. Withholding includes refusing to listen, refusing to communicate, and emotionally withdrawing as punishment. Blaming, shaming, and name-calling are a few verbal abusive behaviors which can affect a victim emotionally. The victim's self-worth and emotional well-being are altered and even diminished by the verbal abuse. This results in an emotional abused victim. The victim may experience severe psychological effects. This would involve tactics of brainwashing, which can fall under psychological abuse as well, but emotional abuse consists of manipulation of the victim's emotions. The victim may feel their emotions are being affected by the abuser to such an extent that the victim may no longer recognize their own feelings regarding the issue the abuser is trying to control. The result is the victim's self-concept and independence are systematically taken away. Now, I have dealt with, for 20 years, I have dealt with being put through psychological abuse, where I was so brainwashed by the man I was with that I... I literally believed that the abuse I was receiving was my fault. I believed that what they were doing to me was my fault. And it made me start thinking that 
if I didn't say certain things or do certain things, that I would not be abused. So for 20 years, that was embedded into my brain that it was my fault that I was being abused, that it was never the abuser. Especially when I was with a high-functioning alcoholic who was very abusive, physically, emotionally, psychologically, you name it, very abusive. And I had it embedded in my brain that it was the alcohol causing him to act the way he was. It wasn't him. It was the alcohol. But then I realized that if alcohol wasn't even involved, he still acted like this. But then I thought, well, maybe it's because he needs that alcohol. He's withdrawing, so he's taking it out on me. So it's my fault that I'm believing that it's him. Oh, no, Abby, I cannot believe myself here. I'm thinking to myself, Abby, what did you put yourself through for 20 years? You destroyed yourself for 20 years because you believed that the abuse you received was your own fault. And to this day, I would love to just go back in time and just kick myself in the rear end for allowing this to happen to me. Sexual abuse. Now, this is a topic that's very hard for me to talk about. So I'm going to try to get through this without breaking down or getting all emotional. A sexually abusive relationship can happen to anyone regardless of your gender or your sexual orientation. Signs of this abuse can range from being forced to take oral contraceptives or, on the other hand, a partner refusing to wear protection. These examples all put your safety and emotional well-being at risk and often come with some form of coercion, manipulation, gaslighting, and in some cases, physical abuse if you choose to challenge the behaviors. Other forms of sexual abuse in a relationship can mean coercing a partner to engage in sexual activities they are not comfortable doing, or forcing them to add additional people to participate or watch. This person may retaliate with physical or emotional abuse if their partner says no. An abuser may also get their partner intoxicated and in some cases unconscious to have a greater chance of engaging in sexual behaviors. This is non-consensual and never okay. Your partner should never use substances with the intent of taking advantage and assaulting you. Abusers have tactics that manipulate and gaslight their partner's minds, making them believe that the abuse is their fault or not as bad as they imagine it to be. Abusers tarnish their partner's self-esteem, making it appear even more dangerous to leave the relationship than stay. Some deny or shower with gifts act as though they changed until a new issue arrives. And what's known as the cycle of abuse continues. 
It's exhausting for survivors to endure and can sometimes take months, if not years, to recognize sexual abuse in their relationships. I myself have been a victim of sexual abuse. I have stated in a previous episode that I lost my virginity to being raped by my boyfriend at the time. I was not willing to give up my virginity because I felt like I wanted to wait until I was in a relationship that I knew could result in marriage or a longer relationship. So my boyfriend gave me the choice of the easy way or the hard way. Well, apparently I chose the hard way because I ended up being raped. And I do not want to get into any detail of what happened to me. All I have to say is that I, I wish I would have went to the authorities. I wish. This happened to me 22 years ago. And to this day, I still want to kick myself in the ass for not going to the authorities and telling them what had happened to me. 22 years I've been living constant reminders in my head of what was done to me. 22 years. That is half of my life I've been dealing with those thoughts of what happened to me, those flashbacks. I cannot have my husband cannot touch me in certain ways without me jumping. We could be laying in bed and he accidentally brushes against me and I will jump. I still live with that fear in my head. And I take it with me in every relationship I am in. I live with that fear. Because I'm one of those people, one of those victims that never spoke up because I was scared. I was young. I was 20 years old. And at the time, I didn't even know what was going on. All I know is that I fought. And then I said to myself, you know what? If I just stop fighting and just let him finish, just... Just let him finish. It'll be over with. No one should ever have to go through that. No one. No one should have to go through that. And what was done to me, I have to live with. And I have to live with that. And so help me, God, if I ever run into that person again. Because now I am stronger I am smarter. I am a fighter. I ever run into that person again? I don't know what I'll do. I don't know what I do. I just hope people have bail money because I know exactly what I'll do. But as long as he stays on his side of the state and doesn't come anywhere near me, it's all good. But... I was one of those people, one of those victims 
to sexual abuse, to rape. And I've had other relationships where I dealt with sexual abuse, but not as bad as what I endured, losing my virginity to a rape because my boyfriend overpowered me and forced me to have sexual intercourse with him. And what scares me to this day is the fact that I didn't know at the time whether he used a condom or not. So I don't, I could have ended up with diseases, STDs, HIV, anything. But I was young, I was clueless, I was scared. And that's what's wrong with the world today is that it is embedded into people's brains that if they speak up, people might not listen. And that's what I thought. I thought if I said something to my parents, they wouldn't believe me. And unfortunately, both my parents went to their graves not knowing what happened to me. That autumn night in 2001. It sickens me and it saddens me. Nobody should have to go through that. And I'm telling you guys, as my listeners, as my friends, that if you are being sexually abused or you know somebody that's being sexually abused, please get help for yourself or for that person. Get out of that situation. Don't be like me. Don't stay in that situation. Like I said, this was a hard topic for me. And I'm sure it's a hard topic for anybody that has to talk about it. When I used to go to counseling, to therapy, they would force me to bring it up. And I would just go back home and I would just cry because they forced me to bring it up. Because I didn't want to talk about it. Because I knew if I talked about it, those memories would be embedded in my brain. But now I realize that if I don't talk about it, it's just going to eat me alive. But sexual abuse, it's no laughing matter. Now, the last form of abuse I will be discussing in this episode is a financial abuse. Financial abuse occurs in nearly all cases of domestic violence. It's one of the main reasons survivors say they were unable to leave an abusive partner or had to return to one. Withholding money, stealing money, and restricting the use of finances are some examples of financial abuse. Stealing money from you or your family force you to give him or her access to your bank accounts to make transactions without your input, make you feel as though you don't have a right to know any details about money or household resources, putting you on an allowance even if you object to this, force you to account for all money you spend. For example, 
asking for receipts, overuse your credit cards, or refuse to pay the bills, thus ruining your credit, preventing you from working or attending school or skill training sessions, withholding physical resources from you, including food, clothes, necessary medications, or shelter, force you to turn over your paychecks or public benefit payments to them, force you to cash in, sell, or sign over any financial assets you owned, like bonds, stocks, properties, force you to agree to power of attorney so he or she can sign legal documents, force you to work in family businesses for little or no pay, prevent you from obtaining or using credit cards or bank cards, refuse to work to help support the family, interfere with your performance at work by calling you nonstop, visiting your workplace unannounced, threatening to falsely report you for cheating on your public benefits so they will cut you off, force you to cash in, sell, or sign over any financial assets or inheritance you own, force you to agree to a power of attorney that would enable your partner to legally sign documents without your knowledge or consent. These are just some of the things abusers will do to their victim to destroy them financially. If you or anybody that you know is being abused in a relationship, please, please call the domestic violence hotline. I have the number listed in my description. I have the phone number. And I have what you can text. But please, please, one phone call can save a life. That one phone call could change somebody's life forever and for the good. As somebody that spent half of her life abused, I wish... I would have known then what I know now. And that is the reason why I am speaking out today on these subjects. Because I don't want any woman or man to make the same mistake that I did. With that said, I hope everyone has a wonderful day and Until next time.